Louise McSharry on 2FM. Now, though, it is the time of the day and the time of the week when we have to talk about those silly celebrities. And I am joined today by Cassie Delaney, who's going to take us through all of the uh, popular cultural exploits that occurred in the world this week. Every single one of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some highlights. Uh, Cassie Delaney, of course, founder of Tall Tales Podcast Production. Hello, Cassie. Hi, Louise. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. It's been a great week for the celebs. Oh, it's so much happening. Yeah, it's wonderful. Loads. We've got so many wonderful updates and things we've talked about before. Yeah, so let's let's get stuck in. Britney Spears. <gasps> At long last, oh. Britney Spears is finally freed from the control of her father. So a judge, specifically uh, Brenda Penny, granted the 39-year-old singer's request to immediately suspend Jamie Spears as conservator of her estate. Um, <sighs> so he, we, as we well know, he's been fulfilling that role since early 2008. And a certified public accountant has been nominated to oversee her finances on a temporary basis. Mm. But this is the start of the, the the whole thing being dissolved anyway. But what's brilliant here is that, as we suspected, Jamie has been at all sorts of like bad behaviour under this conservatorship. Like we know it was abusive. He completely took advantage of his role and the power he had. And what we're seeing now is... Um, that this is being brought, brought to the court. So he could be actually prosecuted for yeah. his abuse here. I saw someone tweeting about that during the week and saying that the difference between, because there was a news story a few weeks ago that was like, oh, Jamie wants to step down. And someone said the difference between Jamie being suspended and Jamie voluntarily stepping down is that he can he can be investigated mm-hmm. because he was suspended. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, have, did you watch any of the new Britney documentaries? I haven't yet. Yeah, I, I only watched one of them because I, I I heard someone say that they I heard actually I heard a few people say and I read an article in the Guardian which said that the the Netflix one was not great that mm. it was a bit it felt a bit kind of exploitative and and I think they're rushing to get it out yeah, because the I just, news is breaking although so much. Although she was working on that for years, the, the documentary maker of the Netflix one. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, I didn't watch it because someone said it felt exploitative and I was like, frankly, I feel like I've exploited Britney enough. Um, but I did watch the sequel to the um, Framing Britney Spears documentary which oh. brought a lot of it to yeah. our, our minds. It's called Controlling Britney Spears. It's on Now TV or if you have Sky, it's on your Skybox. Um, and I found that very good because it seems like what happened was a lot of people felt kind of empowered by the more recent conversation to come forward. So, for example, there was one of the members of her security detail who basically said that the security were were there to spy on her. They weren't there just to keep mm. her safe. They were there to watch her. They were monitoring her texts. They were monitoring like every message that she sent. And he had basically robbed a load of stuff on an external hard drive that he'd been asked to delete. And yeah, there's a lot happening there. So if you're oh. into this story, it's definitely worth. Story is a bad word to use, but you know what I mean? If you're following this, these this events. This criminal case. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely worth having a look at the controlling Britney Spears documentary on... Um, on your Skybox or Now TV or wherever. Um, anyway, h- how joyful. And they, herself and her fiancé, seem like they're having a ball. On cloud nine. She was off flying a little airplane, having a great time for herself. She couldn't even dri- Sure, she couldn't even drive yeah, a month she's ago just, or oh, two months ago. It's just ago. so great to see her finally get to enjoy life and on her own terms and the way she wants to do it. Happy, engaged and just getting to live. It's Real. beautiful. Yeah. We're so happy for Britney. And to see justice because I do want to see Jamie prosecuted so that it can't happen again. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. Now, um, <laughs> Shakira. 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 Uh, Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> I, I, probably, I shouldn't be laughing. 
but she was apparently attacked by a wild boar yeah. in Barcelona. And and almost robbed, but she fa- she fought it off. So yeah, she released this video on Instagram showing her handbag kind of backpack after being attacked by two wild boars. Uh, and she was like, look at the state. They they took my, tried to take my bag into the woods with my mobile phone in it. They've destroyed everything. Then she calls after her son Milan and is like, tell the world the truth. Tell them how I fended off these boars. So she was like shocked and surprised and then proud. Really proud of her yeah. own actions. I and mean, I, if I fought off two wild boars, I would also be delighted with myself. <laughs> I don't think I'd fight them off. I would give them the bag. Well, this is I, this is maybe my favourite bit is the kind of suggestion that the wild boars were trying to steal her mobile phone. <laughs> like, what were they going to do with the mobile phone? I mean, I've seen The Lion King and I feel like I'm fairly expert on the antics of wild boars because, of course, Pumbaa. Uh, exactly. They're probably just going to go off and, you know, trade it for some bugs, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Um, and Anyway, she's okay, so it's okay for us to laugh. But they had apparently there is a big issue with wild boars in Barcelona. Who knew? I did not. Barcelona, possibly my favorite city in the world. Yeah, it's beautiful. Not not so much now. There's going to be wild boars stealing people's mobile phones, pickpocketing. Yeah, tragic. I mean, we'll have to watch with interest the developments there. But congratulations, Shakira, on fighting them off. I'm really impressed that you can say her name just once. It's just in my head. It's Shakira. Shakira. I see. I'm a professional. You know what I mean? I have a lot to learn. Um, now, let's talk about Channel 4. Uh, they are having an absolute mare. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. And I know lots of viewers experienced that mare via an issue with Married at First Sight being screened this week. What What's going on? So, God love them. They're ha- I mean, there's so many people working in Channel 4 and everyone's been working from home and I'm sure there's just loads of technical difficulties. We need to forgive them a little bit. There's been a few uh, just technical problems that Married at First Sight kind of went off air so there was a lot of people trying to watch it on the player and they couldn't get the, they were getting an error message the other night and I think it was the f- finale so people were really annoyed um, during the Great British Bake Off the sound went weird they actually played the the, se- the episode that they'd played the previous night mm. again yeah. like imagine I, I, like I haven't been watching Married at First Sight UK I have heard it is phenomenal if you're into that kind of thing but I just haven't had time and also as I previously mentioned I can't stay awake um, but uh, imagine you're sitting down with your cup of tea and I saw Tara makeup um, was like she had her chocolate peanut Maltese or peanut m and she was all set and then they played the episode you'd watched the previous night I know you'd be you're so expecting the finale. frustrated oh, you'd be you'd be, yeah you would be like you would be so so annoyed but God loved them like it, there seems to have been a fire yeah. In Channel 4. So um, Red B Media, who are the media and management company, said that uh, the staff at our broadcast centre in West London were safely evacuated following an activation of the fire suppression systems. So we don't know whether there was a fire or whether something set off the kind of fire. So, Well, it's mad because this is kind of a facet of television that we don't actually know about. I certainly don't know about or understand that like this company, Red B Media, pl- are the play- handle the playout services of Channel 4 and Channel 5. Mm. So they're like a separate company who are just responsible for transmission, it would seem. Yeah. I had never considered that, that well, there might be. Everything I know about TV, I've learned from the morning show and <laughs> we never make it into the transmission team. So no, I, I have no idea how it works at all. Yes, that famed documentary series, The Morning Show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are, you, are you watching currently? Obsessed. I'm yeah. livid that they're playing it out one episode a week. Oh, I mean, obviously, it's the why smart am I paying for streaming do. services if they're going to drip feed me one episode a week? That's not the point. To be fair, now, I did 
pay my five quid the last time, binge it and cancel. But I was raging to have to pay it again. Well, I am terrible with money and never remember to cancel things. So I've been paying the entire time and I'm livid. It's just I want to sit down and binge the whole thing exactly. and I don't have the patience to wait for it all to be released. Exactly, Cassie. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, poor Channel 4, poor everyone working at Channel 4, poor social media managers at Channel 4. It's been a bad, mm. bad time. And and beyond their control, it would seem. Yeah. Which is sad. <laughs> They're sitting there literally on fire and people are like, where is married at first sight? <laughs> um, okay, we've got lots more to talk about. Prince Harry made an interesting, he seemed, appears to be taking on Big Pharma, fair play to him. Um, Adele could have a new album or Kelly, another mm. comeuppance. Um, all of that coming up and I'm going to play you an absolute classic that, let me tell you, brought me back to being about 17 years old in the Temple Theatre. I mean, not that they would ever let underage people in. Um, <laughs> doesn't exist anymore, so it's okay. Um, uh and I hope it does the same for you or something similar. That's right after this. Louise McSharry on 2FM. Cassie, did you ever dance to this song? Um, probably. I like to remind the nation that I'm incredibly young. Oh, Literally just, don't. Yeah, I forgot. Just popped out there last week. So, so I'm. Young. How old are you? Uh, 17 and a half. Wow. Yeah. She's not 17 and a half, but she is incredibly young. It's highly irritating um, anyway I'm so young too it's fine um, anyway that was Montel Jordan get it on tonight we are in the middle of our pop culture slot we've got lots to talk about including uh, potentially a new Adele album oh I am so excited about this so rumours there were uh, uh, there's been rumours all year that Adele has well there's been rumours for like two years yeah, <laughs> that she's going to have something in. and I mean in fairness like, it's been six years since she released an album and yeah. she's a recording artist it's fair it's, yeah. it's literally her job so <laughs> um, but this week uh, a radio host tweeted new Adele this week so he tweeted that on Tuesday and then last night and yesterday that's weird though because nobody's been on to me yeah, um, strange. Yeah. You probably knew that you'd say it as an exclusive on the radio. Anything <laughs> if, to get the listeners. As if Adele's <laughs> management are like, "Hey, Louise, <laughs> do you know who we need to get onto to launch this?" Louise album? McSharry, she's the one. Yeah, via Cassie Delaney. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so no one, no one actually uh, confirmed. Tried to tried yeah. to contact Adele. Tried to DM her. It didn't get back to me. Yeah. Um, but la- yesterday, all of these projections of just thirty. In the in the Adele font, yeah, started appearing all over the world. We've got the Eiffel Tower, we have the Empire State Building, and the corner of Grantham Street and Camden Street here, uh, beside the tile shop in Dublin. <laughs> in Dublin, beautiful, just on that beautiful curved billboard. So, just these billboards with thirty. So, there's a couple of reasons why we think it could be could be this week. I think it could be as soon as today because. Hello was released on the 23rd of October 2015 on a Sunday. Mm. Now, I would like to think that Adele is taking her weekends off because she's about to get very busy and I don't want to see her (laughs) and her team having to work on a Sunday. But I also would really like to have like a roast and a new Adele song today. Yeah, it'd be nice to have the day to kind of settle with it, sit with it, listen to it on repeat. Monday's a busy day. Yeah. So, uh, but the Grammy eligibility to be in for the 2022 Grammys was... Thursday, September 30th. So she created it and released it around now. I think she's still eligible. But then we have only had the billboards for like one day. And as we were just discussing, we had a week of the TV being like, hello. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. We had heard hello so many times before the song actually came out. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I think we've probably got another week of there's probably going to be other stuff as well. I mean, surely they're going to do more than just stick up a poster on Camden Street (laughs) 
Louise, it's gone viral. It's gone viral. It it has gone viral. I've seen that picture on lots of international publications. Great to see the tile shop having its moments. Yeah, and the other little decor centre there in the corner. (laughs) My mother works in that building. They're all very excited. (laughs) Anyway, look, isn't it just brilliant to think that, yes, an Adele album could be coming. And of course, 30, because she released her last album, 25, when she was 25. Then the previous one was... What was that? I don't know. Well, she writes... No, 21. She, she writes them at that age. Right, sorry. So she's actually... She's... Adele is... Like, I constantly remind myself as a benchmark. I think she's like six months older than me. Okay. Or something. So I have six months to release, you know, four uh, record-breaking <laughs> albums. <Okay>. Doable. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's she's about 30... She's about... Sorry, she's about 18 now. Uh, no, she's mm. about 32, 32 I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, look, it's looking very likely and we have that to look forward to. Now... Prince Harry, everyone said, what's he going to do? What's he going to do now he's left the royal family? What's going to happen? Well, turns out he's taking on Big Pharma. Yeah, so like this is, I mean, this is a great story. Prince Harry has, uh, you know, been appearing in front of uh, the GQ Men of the Year Awards where he was presenting a prize to the team behind the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. And he used it as an opportunity to talk about how we need to make vaccines more accessible to people in developing countries, how less than 2% of people in the developing world have had any job, which is insane Mm. when you see it like that and you realise that, you know, I think we're in the, the 90s 90s yeah. of, of people have been able to get um, vaccinated. So he's using his platform, as he should, to remind the world of incredible inequalities and urging people to do better. But I just feel like there's so there's a lot of there's always a lot of this kind of thing where you stand on a stage at an award ceremony and say, mm. we need to do better. I would like to see like tangible action. This is what we're going to do and petition for like one of the, one of the big issues, obviously, was the IP around the vaccine. Yeah. So, well, let's. I have a clip here of what he said, and he really did spell it out at the Global mm. Citizen event, um, which took place in New York City last week. I think it's actually on TV tonight on the BBC, um, uh, or maybe it was on last night. Anyway, it's accessible. You can you can find it. Um, lots of artists around the world, um, or from around the world, performed. But this is what Prince Harry said: We have what we need to vaccinate the world, but the experts told us. Here's what's getting in the way. They said many countries are ready to produce vaccines at home, yet they aren't allowed to because ultra-wealthy pharmaceutical companies are not sharing the recipes to make them. These countries have the means, the ability, and the workers to start manufacturing. All they are waiting for is the vaccine intellectual property to be waived and for the vaccine technology to be transferred over. And by the way, Many of these vaccines were publicly funded. They are your vaccines. You paid for them. Like, he's pretty explicit about mm. it. And I think that is good. You know, it is. It is. But like, who is he talking to? Do you know, who needs to make a change here to make it accessible to people in the developing world? Is it, is it a legislation thing? Is it like, surely if the vaccines are publicly funded... They shouldn't, the pharma company shouldn't have the right. Here we are getting into a very yeah. deep discussion of a <laughs> no, Sunday morning. But I agree with you. And But I think, so who's going to do, who who has the power? You know, yeah. it's, it's government. It's the international governments who have the power to put the pressure on pharma, pharma companies. And who do the government listen to? They listen to the people who voted for them in theory. So I suppose if Harry is trying to make people aware of this so that people hopefully will put pressure mm. on 
politicians and, the, you know, who want to be reelected or whatever, who put pressure on the government. You know, we all do have a bit of power when it comes yeah. to this stuff. And it's we can feel powerless, but we do have a bit of power. And I suppose you know, using your platform is part of his power to mm. make sure that everyone knows that this is actually criminal. And his point about the fact that these are publicly funded, you know, is so true. Like, yeah. you know, like not every kind of drug is publicly funded. You know, pharmaceutical companies obviously charge a lot because a lot of research goes into the drugs the, and the development of the drugs. But the, a lot of this research was publicly funded. So therefore, they shouldn't really be entitled to keep the recipes for these drugs, especially mm. when you're talking. I mean, you're literally talking about a global pandemic where everyone suffers until everyone is vaccinated. It's wild. It's absolutely yeah. wild. Anyway, I'm Team Harry. <laughs> I think that's very clear. Um, Okay, let's move on. I've made my point. Um, Now let's talk about Or Kelly. (sighs) Delighted about this. Yes. So Or Kelly, terrible man all around. Um, So Or Kelly has been found guilty of exploiting his superstar status to run a scheme to sexually abuse women and children over two decades. Uh, So anyone who's watched the kind of Surviving Or Kelly documentary will know this story that he basically, you know, all intents and purposes, is a paedophile who preyed and groomed on young girls and brought them into this kind of weird living situation where he kept them under lock and key. Mm-hmm. Um, so 11 accusers, nine women, two men, uh, took to the sand this week during, or took, finished the trial this week, it was a six-week trial, and described the humiliation, the violence and the trauma that they endured at his hands. So after deliberations, the jury found him guilty of all nine charges that he was facing and uh, sentencing on the 4th of May, he could spend the rest of his life in prison. Um, but it's it's like obvious that he was going to, I don't know if it was obvious that he was going to be found guilty because court systems are difficult and they, you mm. know you need to have all the evidence and stuff lined up in place. But like, He's the worst of the worst. So many people had come forward and, you know, there was so much evidence of, you know, wrongdoings on his part. Um, and, and some people had literally spent decades kind of mm. trying to, you know, get him to have a comeuppance or to convince people. Because here's the thing, he still has fans. Yeah. There are still people who are making excuses There's for him. There's still people playing his music. You know, still people playing his music. Exactly. I mean, look, like one of my favourite Lady Gaga songs was a collaboration with him. And, you know, she's re-released the song without him on it. But like, you know I played his music as recently as like six or seven years ago and and you know I think one of the things about this was that there was so much chatter about it and lots of people kind of vaguely knew that there was something maybe dodgy uh, but it took so long for people to really wake up and pay attention it was kind of one of those things that was including me by the way yeah it was kind of like hidden in plain sight because when he married Alaya, you know, she was 14 and they had forged documents. I think when people, the documentary came out and was all together, because for a lot of the time as well, his victims were so, um, I suppose, so groomed and so manipulated by him that they weren't speaking out until they had the support of other people. So uh, I'm just really glad to see that it has finally happened and that there is going to be some sort of justice for those victims. And And it sets a precedent for other men in power. Absolutely. And fair play to those people for going through that six-week trial and making sure we've gotten to this point. Yeah, I can't even imagine how difficult that was. Um, Okay, we've got one more story before we wrap up. And... I can't believe we're still talking in a way about what Victoria Beckham eats, like, but we are. Yeah, but it seems like we're talking about, like, this is going to be the most boring conversation you'll ever have in your life because Victoria Beckham's diet is incredibly bland. It is just crap. There's just, there's just, there's no enjoyment. So Victoria was on a, um, was talking about her favourite comfort food during an appearance on River Cafe's Table 4 podcast. And 
the host, Ruth Rogers, asked her what her favourite comfort food was. And Victoria Beckham said, um, I like whole grain toast with salt on it. Now, I would eat that, but would it not be very dry? Okay, very. I'm assuming she has butter on it. Like, do the British do salted butter the way that we do? I don't think she does. I don't think she does. She's just Because she goes on and says that she's a very fussy eater and saying that she likes her food to be cooked plainly without oils, butter or sauces. She's eating. Your girl is out here eating toast dry with salt on it. No, I can't. That's like just and imagine just like forcing that down with that's a prison meal. Like it's, salt is not a luxury, Victoria. It's 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 a necessary component of all meals. All of them. My only wish for Victoria Beckham, and you know, maybe she's perfectly fine and maybe her relationship with food is very healthy and maybe this is just genuinely what she likes. But I suspect maybe decades of being in the public eye may have had an impact on her relationship with food. Yeah. And my only hope for her would be that as she gets older, that she might be able to just find just a, a, a sousant of pleasure. Just a little the stick of butter, Victoria. She's missing out a on big so much. bowl of pasta. Yeah, she really is. But then it, it brings, you know, the, she, did, she does talk about her relationship to food in her memoir mm. and how they were on tour so often that, you know, she, they were eating out in restaurants and you could very quickly live a very unhealthy lifestyle sure. if you're constantly eating out in really nice restaurants and just eating very rich food all the yeah. time. So she did make a conscious effort to like control her diet and think about it. But she has spoken about suffering with um, disordered eating in the past yeah. and things like that. So yeah, I really hope yeah, she gets Yeah, I kind of forgot sort of, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think that, you know, it. it's our... It's not Victoria's fault. It's our whole relationship oh, to food. The idea, on. Even 100%. the question, what's your favourite comfort food? It's like... Food isn't bad. Everything is good in moderation. Eat some butter. Have a slice of cake. Don't eat it every day or don't like eat the whole cake and you're fine. That's well, a very oversimplified version. I just of think, it, but I think all every- food is comfort, frankly. So exactly. Why are we specifying? It's fuel. So of course it's comfort. Yeah, you're putting it in to power your body. I know. I know, Victoria. Um... I just I just want her to be happy, as mm. I do all the Spice Girls. Um, and I haven't watched the Spice Girls documentary that was on Channel 4. I think it was this week or last week yet, but I'm very much looking forward to watching it this week. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's on all four. I can't remember what it's called, but if you search Spice Girls, you'll definitely get it. However, I did get an email yesterday from the Spice Girls themselves. website oh, really? uh, telling me that my order was on the way. Oh, I saw this. No what idea. No. No, well, it's a t-shirt, but like I have no recollection of ordering it or getting involved whatsoever. But such is my connection to the Spice Girls. I'm just trying to illustrate how much I care and do want the best That's for Victoria be yeah. uh, that I somehow like in my deep subconscious ordered a t-shirt without realising that I'd done it. Do you know, I miss the heavily branded <laughs> merch days of the early 90s. Like, do you remember eating your breakfast with a Spice Girls bowl, a Spice Girls spoon, having your tea from a Spice Girls mug and going off to school with your Spice Girls tracksuit. Cassie, I still have my full collection of Spice Girls Chubba Chubb lollipops. Oh, I'm not even joking. I still have them. They're in my house. And I have moved probably 15 times. And every move, I look at them and I think, yes, yeah. these are essential. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping these. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us and for talking us through those pop culture stories. Cassie Delaney, founder of Tall Tales Podcast. Where can people find you, Cass? I am all over the internet at Cassie Lorraine. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Louise McSherry on 2FM.